coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. And I'm Matt. And we're here once again uh, to bring you your usually weekly uh, movie lifestyle podcast. We've had a bit of a break recently uh, due to some personal issues on both ends, pretty much. Uh, But we're here again and glad to talk movies with you once again. I am very excited. I am lovingly calling this season two. Um, Yes. We're back. We're doing it. (laughs) We're back. Our, Our planned hiatus is over. Totally. That was totally planned. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to celebrate, to celebrate, I'm doing pulls of Jack straight from the bottle tonight. So <laughs> that's where we're at. <laughs> All right. Starting off um, strong. Oh yes. Um, so it's going to be a good night. Yeah. Uh, I myself am just drinking a uh, a beer, a Gaelic ale from Highland Brewing in Asheville, North Carolina. <clears throat> um, good old North Carolina. Yeah. Went down to the beach there recently and brought back some craft beers. Pretty good. Nice. Yeah, they've got some good beer down there. I mean, it's they're one of the biggest beer cities. But anyway, we don't have to get into beer right now, but Asheville is <laughs> a good place. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's cool. That's exciting. I'm glad you're yeah. drinking something good, and I am drinking Jack from a plastic bottle. So, <laughs> <It's all good>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so um, to sort of catch everyone up on what we've been seeing recently, you know, since it's been a little while, um, well, I, I know like either the day that we recorded the last episode or like right after uh, I went to see Ma, which I think you saw as well. I have seen Ma. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty fun. I thought, you know, it's it's not the most memorable horror movie. No, but... It didn't go as far as it could have. It should have gone yeah. much farther. It should have been like creepier and stuff. It had a lot of potential. Yeah. But Octavia um, Spencer rocked it. She, she did was amazing. Yeah, definitely. So. Definitely. And there was a lot of fun moments mm-hmm. in there, too. So it's very like William Faulkner rose for Emily um, for all of my literature fans. Um, <laughs> they, uh, Yeah. So I, I liked it. And I think I like it more for what could have been. Aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it had some interesting ideas. And um, let me see what else. What else have we seen recently? I saw Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, Ooh, I never saw that. How, how'd that go? I liked it a lot more than the critics do. And I think that seems to be a general consensus among a lot of like, just like average film goers and like, even not just average, but like, you know, like just like film people. Like, I don't know, like you go to a Godzilla movie. I don't really, they're, they're like the human elements or whatever. I'm like, I really don't give a fuck. It's like <laughs> yeah. 17 or whatever. Like, I really don't give a shit if the human or not. I got to see Mothra, like Godzilla's involved, like King Ghidorah's involved, Rodan's involved. I'm happy. Yeah. I am satisfied. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you just want to um, see some kaiju smashing some stuff. Yeah, I like. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it looks gorgeous. I mean, it like the the visuals are insane. Um, so I really really liked it. I mean, not it really really is one thing. It's definitely I understand why some people don't care about the human aspect. Like I didn't either. Like the big emotional moments, I was like, all right, so are we? What's going on here? Can we move? Um, but like, you know, it was fun. Um, <clears throat> but like, I can't imagine not watching it on a big screen. So bummer that we're talking about it now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once again, another movie that is uh, pretty much out of theaters by now. But uh, you know, 
still worth checking out if you can uh, on DVD or Netflix. Right. Um, we both saw Child's Play, which we're going to talk about later in the in pod. Fall, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, we also both saw Annabelle Comes Home, um, which was pretty interesting. That was, uh, you know, we, we both, I think, follow the Conjuring universe pretty closely. Um, it was, it was a, another good installment, I thought. It, I liked it. Took a little like while to get going, but had a well, lot going on. I think that's usually a when the Conjuring movie takes a while to get going. That's usually a mark in its favor. Right. Like something like the Nun tried to like amp it up pretty quickly, and it like just like fell completely flat. I mean, the Nun was also very hilarious, and everyone <laughs> should watch the Nun. Yes, um, please watch I, the Nun. I just like please watch the Nun and drink every time they show a, an establishing shot of the Abbey. And pan around with that same looming music. I'm like, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> like, we know where it is. Okay? Still we the know they're in an isolated abbey. I know. I know. Um, but um, so this one, like, I think that's like one of the benefits of like the Conjuring Universe template, which is like creating a, a template for horror the way Marvel did for superheroes. Like, it's like, you know, there's a lot of movies now trying to like sort of follow in its footsteps, and um, it has like a very like firm like way that it does things and it has its own world now yeah ways i thought annabelle comes home was definitely effective um but one of their things is that they do like slow builds a lot of the time um like you won't see any jump scares until like at least halfway through half the time like you might see things in the background but like the big jump scares all come at the end which is a good thing you should establish an atmosphere for a while first um so I don't know. I thought it was good. I really liked it. Um, I kind of didn't expect to because I, I really disliked the first. I just thought it was bad. The first Annabelle, yeah. Yeah, but I really liked the second one. So I was like, I don't know. I'm very confused. But so, but then I just thought the second one was a fluke. So, um, but yeah, this one, I thought it was good. It was sort of like, you can tell it's reverse engineered from the idea like, how can we Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed the Conjuring universe? Like, and so they did that via Annabelle. Um, you can tell it was sort of just like started from that. And so like the the like plot itself is kind of like, I don't know, like almost secondary to just like seeing all of these different spirits and like demons running amok. Like, right. but it's really cool. I mean, it's like a good way to throw a bunch of ideas at the wall and then. Yeah, I get think... a fucking werewolf spinoff. I'm going to fucking <laughs> murder somebody like yeah. <laughs> They're gonna. It's it's gonna happen every time. That wolf was so cool. Like, like a big character. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And it's time for werewolf horror to make a comeback. It is it's time. time. It's we've time. Had, we've had some other types of horror like go through the ringer and stuff. Vampires have had their day again. Like we need a werewolf time. It is time. Um. So let's do it, Conjuring Universe. Let's bring that wolf thing. Um, I don't know about the the fairy man or whatever with his coin eyes, but sure, we can do that too. Um, <laughs> coin eyes, man. Although the bride uh, is definitely coming. That's happening. Scary oh, yes. bride with a knife. She's she's getting a movie. That's always a winner. <laughs> uh, speaking of the coins, so when I went to see this movie, I kid you not, someone started throwing coins in the middle <laughs> of the movie. I never found out why or who it was, but there were definitely like coins all over the ground near me. <laughs> One is this like a, a screening of the room? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, right? I'll know. just like <laughs> the the whole audience was like very into it, but a little bit too much. Like, there was a lot of yelling and stuff. There were like a couple five year olds in the front row. No, who, like definitely did not belong at this movie, and they they kept leaving like 
during every scary scene they like run out and they run back in and i'm like just just leave like why it's time to why go you, go home why are you making these kids stay here also it was a 10 o'clock screening on a tuesday so like why oh are these God. kids here well uh, did you go to an amc i'll tell you why you know why yeah. too that cheap amc tuesday yeah um, and i i figured goes. i figured that out afterwards i was like it was a packed house I was like, why is it so crowded? And like, oh, yeah, it's the AMC $5 Tuesdays. Yeah, so that'll do it. I also saw Annabelle on a Tuesday, um, and it was insane. I also I had a bunch of high schoolers, though, and like, I was a high schooler going to every um, because I was also that high schooler, and I also did whisper like, funny jokes to yeah. offset the fact that I was scared shitless half the time. <laughs> um, but... Like that happened, but more importantly, I'm in. So I was like four rows up. Like you know, there's like the front section, and then the the second section. It all like goes upward. Um, mm-hmm. I was like the fourth row from like where it starts going upward. So you know, like letter J or whatever. And so um, I actually know it was letter J. Just to be clear, that's not an that's not <laughs> oh, a guess. Of course, of course you remember. <laughs> and so um, and so I watched this like group come in, and they're pushing a full huge. And not only do they bring the stroller into the movie theater and it has a baby in it to watch Annabelle comes home, they park the stroller in the aisle that's like separating the two sections of of theater. So like from then on, I shit people can't get through because of the stroller and this this couple won't move their stroller. So people crawling through the rows just like to get around the stroller and get to where (laughs) they need to be. And I was like, this is chaos. Like, I know it's Tuesday, but like, can we do something better? That's nuts. So the I rows think... were at least partially, like, at least, like, three quarters full. My row had me and two other people in it, and I'm thinking it was something I did wrong. Like, nobody wanted to sit in my row. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. No, they're supposed to leave the strollers back in the handicap section and take the baby with them. They sure did not. Uh, yes. that Because that's actually a fire hazard. And uh, I know that's what I was saying. And, um... Uh, I was like, we're like nobody came and walked the theater the whole time. Just to be clear, no staff, not a single. Staff. Yeah. So because um, the theaters are understaffed these days. Like back right. in my day, we would have been on top of that shit. Yeah, you but, you do theater checks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nobody did any theater checks the whole time. Um, and I was like, this is confusing. And because usually AMC, I at least experience one the whole movie. No, none. Um, and I was like on the aisle because I like to be on the aisle, so I didn't encounter any. Um, so, it's funny. At, at my AMC, I don't think I ever see them do theater checks, but it's a pretty small theater, so I think they don't have a lot of people working there most of the they're time. They're probably just like, I mean, it depends on like the size of the auditorium too. Like they're in smaller auditoriums, you can just do a theater check, but yeah. like, <laughs> and th- this is a big. Th- I was in a big theater. This is I was at the Times Square AMC, um, oh, so yeah. all the auditoriums are big, um, and it's also like the crummiest AMC in the city. Um, mm. But I guess that's what you get for being the one that the tourists. But yeah, I mean, anyway, school. back to I mean, Annabelle itself was very good. So yeah, no, it I was, was a fun movie. It, it, was, it was, was really just fun. like a complete haunted house type movie with yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff. Lots happening. of different things happening. Annabelle itself was sort of like a secondary. I mean, it wasn't secondary, but it kind of was. Like it was really just like a vehicle to get all this other stuff out on on the screen. Um, mm-hmm because the doll is like a beacon for all the other spirits. Um, but there were some like genuinely very, very good scares that weird, like TV thing that was happening uh, in the, in the spooky room where she could like watch oh, herself God. on the TV. That was really creepy and good. That was, effective. That was horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
like i don't i don't know there was there was definitely some good stuff and i really enjoyed it i had a lot of fun so yeah that was good uh, i do hope though that annabelle comes home as the last of the annabelle spinoffs i think it's time to be done hold back into the main conjuring universe from there yeah uh, i agree i think i think we've seen the the useful life of this uh little side franchise to its end but what's uh, crazy is that like everybody keeps saying that annabelle is the most evil thing out there and so far i gotta say i haven't seen the evidence like other things are just as evil like <laughs> i've also seen toy story recently i don't wow, know if you've seen that hit. yet i haven't but we're just hitting the the yeah. living dolls out here <laughs> A lot of living doll movies out right now. We talk about um, iconic horror classic Dead Silence next. Yeah. Oh yeah. When are we ever get a get a Dead Silence two? We need. Here? Yeah, we need to. We need to. James Wan should get on that one. Wear the stare of Mary Shaw. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. Um, Toy Story. Uh, well, I guess you don't. You haven't seen it yet, but I I liked it for the most part. But I still think it's a mostly unnecessary sequel um there's definitely some really fun moments in there that i i'm glad i saw it for but it does kind of uh it does kind of feel off in that the like the first three movies feel like a whole rounded trilogy whereas this one feels like kind of a appendage attached onto this trilogy that doesn't quite fit in with the rest of it I mean, that's exactly what it is. I haven't seen it yet, so I know I can't comment, but I've been saying that since the trailer, since the announcement. That's what this movie is. It's an appendage. Like, yeah. It, it's fun, though. Still still worth seeing if you really like Toy Story. It's got a lot of the familiar stuff, but oddly enough, like a lot of the main, the regular characters didn't get a lot of screen time. Which that is was weird. The, my, probably my biggest disappointment, but... You know, I, I feel like they tried to go in a different direction, which is at least admirable. So, yeah. Speaking of Disney, things. Toy Story's out. Um, I, completely oblivious to the fact, I was on Twitter and I saw an ad that said, uh, in 10 days time, it, it will be time for The Lion King. I, honest to God, had no fucking idea that was like a week away. I really thought that was like a fall release. I thought that was a Christmas Thanksgiving movie. I honestly did not know it was a summer release. I am like completely taken aback. This is a today knowledge for me. I was like, I saw the ad start and it was in the Lion King font. And I was like, in 10 days, are we finally getting a real trailer? Is that happening? And then they were like, oh, no, the movie's coming out. I was like, wait, have we had a real trailer? I thought we just had teasers. I'm very confused. They don't want to show us the real trailer. They know. (laughs) They know, they know Matt Coffin is going to hate it. I just give <laughs> away my last name on the pod. Um, oh, but like, um, like, like, I don't know. Like, I was very confused. I'm still taken aback. I can't believe in 10 days I'm going to have to like watch that movie or whatever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Aladdin is still in the theaters right now. I wonder if they're going to end up out at the same time like that'd be they really have to weird. there's no way i mean some theaters are definitely still going to be showing aladdin by that time god that's weird imagine a, a 2019 where both aladdin and the lion king are in theaters at the same time the strange times we live in that is weird well um, wasn't it like there was that post that was going around where like it was like now in theaters and it was like child's play toy story like <laughs> it was like what where are we <laughs> it's like child's play toy story men in black 
Like, yes. <laughs> all of these movies that like were in the 90s or the early 2000s and yeah. all those remakes of. And I was like, what's going on here? I mean, yeah. um, <laughs> so that was weird. That was a weird time. Very, very strange time. But now The Lion indeed. King, yeah, it's coming out. Oh, I can't believe that. Mm, yeah, I never saw Aladdin. I still don't know if I'm going to. I've got a lot to catch up on still. Gotta see you can Spider-Man. skip Aladdin. It honestly won't hurt you. Yeah, yeah I have to see Spider-Man. I, I mean, there's a lot out right now. I never saw Men in Black, and I wanted to, even though it got like bad reviews. Um, I never saw Rocket Man. Oh, yeah, I still need to see that. That's yeah i haven't seen midsummer yet like there's a lot of stuff crawl is about to come out um so i there's a lot i have to see yeah it's a busy summer um i just saw midsummer last night uh and it was absolutely wild um you're gonna see this soon i think and then we're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about that on the podcast because oh my god that is a crazy crazy fucking movie (laughs) I'm excited. I really want to see it. Yeah, it's a good time. Also, also children in that screening as well. Depressing. By the way, stop bringing and, your kids to these movies. Stop. And they really did not belong in this one. Like, God, Annabelle is like, you know, it's like jump scares. It's it's the kind of horror scary. I probably would have watched as a kid, though. It's like, scary, <laughs> but it's not like visceral and gritty and like grisly and stuff. And yeah, that Midsummer is very. If there, I can't. I can think of very few less appropriate movies to take a child to that have been out recently. Oh, recently, uh, I was about to start naming some yeah. horror movies that are probably less appropriate. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's ones out there, but like recently, I I think this is up there. Okay. Uh, okay. God. It's wild. Um. So yeah, that's what we've been seeing recently. Is there anything else that you? saw that uh that i missed no otherwise like lately i've just been catching a lot of like specialty one-off screenings um saw like the original amityville horror at a midnight screening crossroads at a midnight crossroads starring britney spears i should clarify (laughs) at a midnight screening um that was fun uh i saw like jaws in theaters like it's been fun it's been a fun time um but i haven't really seen anything new recently because i was moving and yada 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 pride happened in new york so it's a busy busy month for me yeah, very busy times. Um, so yeah, with that, I guess let's move into the main section of tonight's discussion, uh, which is Child's Play. Uh, the All new, right. Yeah, the new Child's Play movie is out, and it's sort of pretty much a remake of the original one. There's a lot of new elements, so it's kind of on the side of a reboot, but really more of a remake. Um and we saw we we both saw this movie and we also watched the original recently so that we could mm-hmm. sort of freshen up and discuss both of them tonight. So um, I guess we'll start out with the original one, which All came right. out in 1988. Great year indeed. Thirty one uh-huh. years ago. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Directed by Tom Holland, who is not starring as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man right now. Yeah. Um, different Tom Holland. But it is, uh, it was, he also helped write it, but the main writer on it is Don Mancini, who everybody who follows horror knows and loves as the guy who would take on the rest of the Child's Play franchise uh, up until Child's Play 2019. So, yeah, this was a, an important movie. Uh, it was very exciting. So Yeah. 
This was big. This kicked off a whole series of movies with Chucky. Uh, some of them are sillier than others, and some of them are certainly better or worse than others. But right. the original, I feel like, holds up incredibly well. Um, it's actually quite scary while being a little bit funny at the same time and not really as cheesy as you might imagine for a actually. So it's interesting movie. that you bring it up as struck by like. Maybe it's because I had just watched Trods Play 2019, which like really straddles the comedy line like heavily. Um, this one, I really thought the 1988 film like takes itself pretty seriously for the most part. Yeah, it's uh, like, like in like, like third to last quarter that like, being funny with itself. Um, mm -hmm. Like once they start letting Chucky just like crack jokes. Like, say some stuff but he's not like being funny he's like calling Catherine hicks a bitch like that's not funny that's like <laughs> that's yeah. just like oh he's a misogynist like so like <laughs> um you know there's a two foot doll misogynist attacking women now it's like kind of funny to hear it coming out of a doll's mouth but yeah other than that it's but not at like... first they don't play it as such later yeah. on they start playing like just the sheer fact that it's a doll saying these things as funny they do start doing that but yeah really played that way and you spend a lot of the movie not seeing chucky move himself um it's not until like maybe halfway through that you really see chucky the doll in action right? yeah and i think um, that's kind of deliberate it's like the the old jaws formula absolutely where, yeah. you know the less you see of it the scarier it is it's just like a horror thing now i mean we just talked about with annabelle like the conjuring universe template uses this a lot like they won't show you like the thing you should be scared of until like halfway through um, that's when mm -hmm. like things like get like cranked into high gear. Um, but, um, and that happens here for sure. You see, you know, you see like murders happen where you never like, <laughs> maybe you see like his pant leg or something. Um, yeah. but so that's about it. Yeah. And, um, so I think everyone's probably familiar with the basic premise of child's play, but we can, we can go over it in brief here. Uh, so, Basically, there's this murderer who's on the run at the beginning, and uh, he's getting chased down by the cops, and he gets shot up inside a toy store that he's broken into. Mm -hmm. And as he's dying, he uh, like summons some sort of voodoo power to... It's really <laughs> surreal. This is <laughs> like... I think this is a goofy part of the movie that everybody has forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> he summons this, this voodoo power to implant his soul into the body of one of these dolls that are in there um, called the good guys dolls. Uh, and then this, this doll, like it gets picked up by some hobo who's like looting the store, which has been smashed in and then gets sold to this woman who gives it to her son for his birthday. And then, all sorts of havoc ensues basically uh yeah. so good that should just be like the summary on like um havoc yeah. um that's pretty much it it goes to um it goes to a woman named what what's her name uh karen yeah her name is karen and she is played by none other than Catherine hicks who played the mom in seventh heaven Ooh. so yeah nice. fun fact uh there's a there's a this is now the second movie we've covered that featured a Seventh Heaven star in a horror movie. Uh, if you remember, Saw 2 had a course, Seventh yeah. Heaven star. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Wins the yeah. Stephen Collins horror movie. That's just his life. So this movie 
follows her basically i mean it sort of follows andy who would go on andy would really go on to be like the protagonist of like a lot of boy who like gets the good guy doll and like becomes its best friend and then becomes like its victim um but Catherine hicks is really like the star i guess like she is like the main character what's interesting about it is that she goes from like zero to 100 like real fast like she's yeah. like calm karen like her name is karen first of all and she's like <laughs> very chill and she's like a mom working in like the jewelry and perfume section of a department store it's like a hex before hex went out of business and she's out there doing her thing and then like the moment like something happens i mean of course like her best friend dies and that's really sad and then andy <laughs> is like maybe like implicated in the murder and that's also really stressful but she like i mean she's like ready to like prostrate herself in the snowy streets of what chicago like she's like yelling like all the time i'm like are you okay <laughs> like, like, yeah she, she's like full full tilt uh, i am it's impressive honestly it's like a it's kind of like a hammy performance a lot of the time and i really appreciate it well yeah i mean basically when she figures out that the doll is actually alive she uh, snaps yeah she's just like full on she's like that doll is alive we have to <sighs> stop the doll like it's just I like so instantly on board with the idea this she is she doesn't even like take like she doesn't even like have a second where she's like there might be something else going on here she's like that doll's alive and i'm like i don't blame you the doll just tried to murder you so <laughs> i'm not faulting you but she like marshes up to chris sarandon who's our our cop in the movie she's like the doll's alive it's doing it and it's like did you think this was gonna go over well like <laughs> did you i mean <laughs> like he just thinks you're insane now um yeah. Because, like, a lot like, of the time, so, what? like, Andy keeps trying to blame the doll for things that uh, that presumably he's done. Like, people, uh, like, the doll ends up in front of the TV watching the news report about the shooting down at the toy store. And she's like, why Why'd you turn the TV on? Put your doll in front of it. And he's like, oh, it wasn't me. Chucky did it. And it's just like that. Oh, of course, like, the kid's blaming the doll for stuff he's not supposed to do. But sure. then, like, she starts questioning it when, uh, like, the batteries fall out of the package. So it's oh clear, my god, like, that's like a that's like a mic drop moment. They like because <laughs> it's like a talking doll that's yeah. supposed to have batteries, but it's been talking this whole time without batteries. So it's like, oh, okay, so clearly something's wrong here. But like, she's as soon as she sees those batteries, she's just like okay that doll's alive yeah <laughs> she's, like, she's like out to prove it she doesn't she's even like she like immediately assumes it and it's like okay let's let's chill out a little bit she but she she like goes to chris sarandon <laughs> <laughs> yeah she she takes the doll to the police station and is like it's real the doll is alive and he's like talking. freaking out and he's like i think you're nuts <laughs> she's literally acting nuts she's like flailing her head around she's like we have to go where did where where did this doll come from we have to go find it i'm gonna go find the homeless man who who gave it to me i'm gonna go down to the homeless section of chicago it's like it's like midnight in chicago yeah. you're gonna go to the south side of chicago at midnight i don't think so this is a terrible idea Catherine hicks karen um <laughs> which also just like another great reason her name's karen she's like yes i will go to the south side of chicago and hang out in the homeless camps under the bridge at midnight what of it <laughs> why um, not it's like okay karen listen um i don't know if you've heard but that's a bad place to be come um, on karen it is so, a bad place it doesn't so, go well at all 
not go well at all and she but she's just like she's real determined and like leave it to a mom to like fight for her son right that's like the whole thing here and that's like a trope in horror i guess too but she's like really going for it yeah i mean so when i was watching this again i i was struck by the fact that this uh this movie is kind of like uh a, a version it reminded me a lot of home alone okay that, oh that's my what, god oh, i was there like just like the mom who's like out there to protect her son uh by whatever means necessary uh it, it had a lot of that vibe to it and also like i like how that's where you i think it's because it's winter time yeah it's winter time it's in chicago also home alone also takes place in chicago yeah and see this uh, is so crazy because when i think home alone i gotta tell you i think home alone 2 lost in new york so <laughs> when you say home alone takes place in chicago i'm like it's literally in the name teddy mm. uh, <laughs> it's the name home alone 2 lost in new york and then yes. that's when i'm like oh home alone 2 right <laughs> i have seen that one too also a good movie pigeon lady uh, um yes the pigeon lady and the shovel man from the first one the shovel man yes um so yeah so there's there's a lot that i think is really good about this movie um i think like like we said it's not as silly as you might think it is like it it takes itself pretty seriously and i think it does a good job of not being like too serious because obviously it's a bit of a goofy concept but at the same time it's like you know it's it's a horror it's it's not a comedy horror. It's like a full on horror movie, right? And um, like the the kills are pretty interesting. There's a lot of interesting like fight sequences and stuff. That one where Chucky is in the car. Oh yeah, that's uh, and good. The detective is driving and Chucky's like trying to stab him and then trying to like put push down the accelerator and stuff. And the detective's trying to drive all this is happening. It's like a really well shot and interesting exciting scene that is a good scene although chucky like might be the worst like serial killer doll in the world i feel like that was an easy kill for you chucky (laughs) you could have just like snuck up on him and immediately stabbed him instead you like tried to grab him around the neck why did you do that then it turns out you had a knife you had a knife the whole time yeah (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) trying to strangle him while he's driving the car it's like well yeah but he's he could have just there's a million things you could have done that would have caught him off guard because he wasn't looking so like strangle is not the easiest way to kill someone in that situation right but of course it was necessary for all of this to happen because chris sarandon had to be on katherine hicks's side so they they had to come together so that they could be like friends to battle the evil doll chucky with andy and maybe potential love interests who knows um so Chucky also has a really bad habit of trying to stab people through things and being really bad at it. Like he's, he's just trying... like getting accustomed to being a doll. Okay. He's like trying to give stab... him that freedom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But he, he tries to stab Chris Sarandon through the seat of the car several times and keeps like poking around and like obviously not getting him because he's like jumping up every time. But then he's also trying to stab Karen through the door near the end of the movie in a very sort of the shining kind of scene where he's he's stabbing her through the door and he keeps like moving it to the right as she's moving her face away and then eventually he just gives up it's like well you could have you could have had her like it was right there or she could have just not had her head against the door like there was like a stupid thing that she was doing there um hold the door with your hands he's a doll i gotta tell you he doesn't have the strength of a human so just like hold your hand against it and you're gonna be fine 
uh, just yeah. hold the knob. He um, does seem pretty strong for a doll, though. Uh, he yeah, maybe have, maybe like, like uh, something about like the ritual that he used, like let him preserve some of his his human strength or something. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? We've forgotten the part where Chucky goes to confront the guy who gave him the spell that turned him into the doll, so that he could figure out how to get out of the doll. Yes, I love that scene. I love that actor too. He was amazing. <laughs> like the the voodoo doctor that he goes to visit it was so yeah. great. He's yes. like, I will not help you. You are an abomination. Yes. Okay. He uses the word abomination unironically. <laughs> love that. That's great. Um, <laughs> so, and he like goes there and Chucky's like, how do I do it? I like when like he turns around, like our, our Dr. Death is his name. I think he like yeah. turns and he's like, he's like just looking. And then Chucky's like standing in the window, like, Hey, remember me? And, um, and he like drops his mug and it's like, didn't you give him the spell to make this happen? Why are you so shocked? He was a notorious serial killer. Of course he made it happen. Yeah, I guess he just didn't expect that it would be a good guy's doll. Like, I think the spell was meant to put him in, like, another human's body. Right, because that's the thing, because Chucky's bleeding because he's becoming human. Right. So, yeah, that's the other thing, is that this doll body is gradually becoming human and he assumed that he was going to be pretty much invincible because like you can't kill a doll oh yeah remember when he does that thing where he's like i think it's when he's fighting the cop in the car and oh yeah it's after he's flipped the cop's car and he's like he's running around it trying to like get like catch him off guard he's like haha i'm invincible you can't kill me fuck you and (laughs) he gets shot like right away and then he's bleeding and he's like ah fuck yeah, so that's when he goes to the voodoo man. Um, so he discovers that he he's turning human somehow through like this spell that he's in, and like the longer he's in this body, the more human it's going to become. So he needs to find an actual human body to put his soul into, right? Which is, I guess, the way it was supposed to work originally, but he just like he was in kind of a pinch because he was getting shot to death in a toy store, and like, what else are you going to do? Right. So. Uh, so now he has to find a real human, and apparently the only human he can use is the first person that he revealed his true nature to, uh, which is Andy. Which, which is a very funny stipulation in the spell. Yes, a very convenient <laughs> stipulation for the purpose of this. So at that point, like the movie sort of takes a turn. Before that, Chucky was just sort of on the run and he was tying up loose ends he was like killing people like he was killing the cop because the cop that we know is the cop who like shot him in the in the toy store and like he was killing his old partner like who sold him out or whatever yeah and and then the voodoo guy because the voodoo guy knows who he is i don't know uh there's no Chucky at that point just wanted to murder someone i think um and he does it with an actual voodoo doll which is very interesting um but yeah so now it's like he's trying to kill andy so he can take over andy's body Mm-hmm. And so the entire time in the first half of the movie, it's all like, you know, Andy's the only one who knows that Chucky's real and he like people don't believe him because he's a kid. So it's all kind of like, you know, this is this is what the world can be like when you're a kid and adults don't listen to you. But then the second half is like Chucky's out to get Andy. And this time it's like everybody knows about it, but he's like sort of a hard to stop creature and it's just like they're fighting back against him and the that like final whole sequence when in the apartment right when, uh when chucky's like full-on attacking is absolutely crazy yeah uh, <laughs> and one of the parts that i think is like uh 
just so timeless about this movie because even though it's a lot of like crazy practical effects and stuff they didn't have the the cgi that we have now that it still looks really good and it's still really exciting and fun uh yeah there's so much that happens in that scene there is i mean it's like it's going all over the place chucky's fighting we've got we've got the cop involved we've got the mom involved we've got andy just running around screaming and crying like (laughs) um saying mommy also i think we haven't yeah we we haven't discussed how andy actually says the name chucky because he never just says chucky it's chucky like every single time there's like a pause between the c and the k and i'm like i want to fucking strangle you like just say chucky can we just say it just spit it out like it would like make me crazy they'd be like who will who did this then andy who killed your mom's friend as though andy's gonna say he did it he's like (laughs) it was chucky i'm like oh my god yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that kid was annoying a lot of the time to be honest but he had he did have a great um line towards the end when Chucky's in the fire, Chucky's in the fireplace, and his mom's like trying to convince him to light the match and set him on fire. And then Chucky's like, Chucky's trying to play the nice doll again. He's like, "Oh, Andy, you can't kill me. You said we were friends to the end." It's like, (laughs) "This is the end." (laughs) And he says, "This is the end, friend." Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) this extremely sarcastic for a child voice which how i think is that is not so a meme? funny how, did, how is that not like entered meme circulation because know. that's like that was like a genius moment that's like up there with that kid in that video being like wait who are you <laughs> like it's just like you've just been completely like shaded and ripped apart by a child yeah so how do you feel um yeah that's gonna be a meme we gotta get out ahead of this one we uh, do let's start <laughs> this is the end friend um, yeah yeah that's really good that's like really stellar that's the, andy's best moment of the movie uh, definitely. definitely and so she does set him on fire um and he like sort of flails around in the fireplace for a while like bursts out like runs over the couch is like screaming ah! Yeah. Ah! somehow nothing else is catching on fire it's all clinging to chucky we're unsure um, yeah. they fireproof the apartment before they did this which is very convenient so yeah, that was smart yeah, uh, Chucky now looks like a like really well done marshmallow that I want to eat, and he's just sort of like, yeah. <laughs> right, it's just that then Chucky decides mm-hmm. to he gets back up. Um... <laughs> yeah, and he he does the thing like in Halloween or something where they like go over for a, they go away for a minute to make sure everyone's okay, and they look back and he's not there anymore. It's like, uh oh. He's still alive. Oh yeah, because and, and it's Andy too. Because she's like, Andy, go get the go get the first aid kit. It's under the sink because uh, our cop friend is like bleeding or whatever. Our cop friend is kind of mm-hmm. useless, and so um, <laughs> all he kind of does is get stabbed and shot and stuff. It, right. Um, and so Andy's like, okay. And so he sees that Chucky's gone, and for some reason he's like suddenly rendered speechless, even though he's like been very loud this whole movie. He's like, <laughs> mama, 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 mama. Chucky and by the time he gets to tell his mom that Chucky's back Chucky is literally standing in front of both of them so it doesn't matter <laughs> like I'm like Jesus Christ kid like <laughs> in that whole last like series of scenes Chucky has a great ability at just like sort of popping up out of nowhere he 
like apparently dies like three different times and then just pops up out of nowhere. Well, what happens is like his body's being broken apart because he's a doll. But as the the voodoo guy told um, Karen and the cop as he was dying that you have to get him through the heart. And so like nobody succeeded in doing that. So he's like still living no matter what they do to him. It's like really frightening. It's kind of like a vampire in Twilight. Like you have to like break yeah. them apart and burn them and do all of this stuff. Um, yeah. And like, uh, even though he directly told them that, like as he was dying, still like nobody listened to that until like the very last minute. Like, and I like how it's oh, brought up. Like, it's like, so at this point we've got Andy, Andy's mom, Karen, and then the cop who has been like, really poorly like he's been pretty seriously wounded on his leg so he can't really like get up so he's like laying there and they're all there and they know chucky's like about to get them and then their fourth friend comes in who doesn't believe any of this story but then he's attacked by like the dismembered chucky body and (laughs) this is a very funny scene because he's attacked through the air vent by headless chucky like whose arms are like trying to strangle him and then you have the head of chucky laying on the ground next to him just going kill him Kill him! Kill him! Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! Kill him! Strangle him! Kill him! Ah! He's like, he's yelling like so, so many times and like consistently throughout the entire thing as this is happening. He's like, I mean, okay. at this point, like Charles Lee Ray, who is Chucky, has undergone serious trauma. He's died, come back to life as a doll, been burned alive as a doll, been dismembered as a doll, and is still going. He's like probably lost like whatever marbles he had left. So he's just like screaming into the void. Like, <laughs> I also do love the scene where he's just like slowly walking down the hall as Karen shoots his limbs off. Oh yeah, that's very good. <laughs> he like shoots off the arm and he just keeps moving in that like slow weird gait that he has, <laughs> and he shoots off like the head and like the other arm and the leg, and he's just sort of like crawling <laughs> along the ground. He's like still doing it. He's just like going for it. Good for Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> He's a I, trooper. Yeah, he really stuck in there. Uh so yeah, they finally do get the shot on the heart while but he's But they realize it like and like the word like he's like strangling the cop and and she just nonchalantly goes, shoot him in the heart. And it's like, did you not remember this earlier? Like, <laughs> is this the first time this has come up? Like this would have been useful information when before you, you yourself like, were shooting him. You like set him on fire and then just left him. Like you could have just, just shot him in the heart. There, you could have just pierced him to the heart. You had a fire poker, like in yeah. your hand. Like I kept like screaming at my TV screen. I was like, just pierce him, stab him through the heart. You have like a whole array of fire tools right with you. You have a poker, like, and he's a his heart is small. He's a doll. Like you can do this, um, but they didn't. So they finally shoot him, and like you hear his like slow motion scream of agony as blood splatters everywhere. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, get to see a doll die not every day that happens you hate to see it you yeah. also love to see it depending <laughs> you do um yeah i i liked how uh chucky sort of transformed through the course of the movie as he was becoming more human i guess right at first he he like looks like all the other good guys dolls he's got like that goofy red mop of hair and he's got like a really goofy cheery smile on and then, like, through the course of the movie, his hair, like, sort of recedes until it looks like the actual guy's hair. And oh, like, yeah. his face gets all, like, nasty looking and angry. Right. That's, yeah, that's good. It's especially noteworthy in that scene where uh, Karen's threatening the doll. She's like, 
you gotta you gotta talk or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire. And he's like, You bitch, you better have Oh yeah. It's like he goes from like being like plastic doll to like crazy thing in like 0.2 seconds. I mean, he's yeah. just mirroring Catherine Hicks's like like performance in this movie. Um <laughs> he he really does it. That's like I mean, that's like when it's like, yeah, it's not even being played for laughs at that point when he's saying these absurd things, it's just like for scares and it works because it's like it's a doll. And he's like yeah. yelling these obscenities at this woman, and she's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you can like see her like sanity. She's like, "I don't know what's going on anymore." <laughs> um, yeah, poor thing. Nice. He he always he always goes for the strangle too. That's that's like his go-to move. It's a weird choice he because he's got he's got real small hands. Like yeah. he like he'd be better off with like a knife or a gun. You'd or like it'd maybe be pretty hard. Maybe like a mid-sized sword, like a dagger. Yeah. Like, um, he's he seems... really not good with uh, like a the strangle thing. He works pretty well with the knife. I feel like towards the end he was sort of figuring that out. Uh, he didn't. He didn't really get the chance to use it in the very last scene when he'd been all dismembered because I guess it's hard to use a knife in that situation. But well, you have zero hand-eye coordination at yeah. that point. It's he done. was sort of. I think he he picked up on the uh, the nuances of killing as a doll towards the end. There was that um, he like he likes to get him in the legs a lot, the stab in the legs. I thought we were gonna get like a hostile style uh, Achilles. Severance I don't know if that time. ever happens in Child's Play that I can remember of. And it like it's like logical for Chucky to go for the legs because he's low to the ground, and then you right. like you like sort of like like unable. To made them much easier targets so it like makes perfect sense for him to do that but he like i don't know if he ever does the achilles thing that i can remember nothing nothing quite like hostile in a way i mean hostile is in a league of its own on its achilles injury but that's true top top notch achilles injuries in that one (laughs) top five achilles injuries (laughs) oh god (laughs) yeah uh so yeah i mean it's a fun movie there's a lot of interesting uh, like fight scenes and kill scenes in this one. Definitely that whole last sequence with Chucky in the apartment is just absolutely nuts. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's still really cool. I've seen this one a few times, including once at a drive-in, which was a blast. And That, is, just, that sounds really fun. Yeah, I just always have a fun time watching this movie. It's great. It is. It's great. So, fun fact, before we move on from the first Child's Play, I just want to note that the score was done by Joe Renzetti, who scored uh, the Buddy Holly story, which won him, you know, awards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scored a few years after the Buddy Holly story, Under the Rainbow, which also won him awards, but like a Razzie. And so I just oh, think no. it's very funny that they got him to then score Child's Play after he'd won a Razzie. They were like, yes, let's go score Child's Play. Um, <laughs> the score is completely not noteworthy, so it kind of, ma- I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. I guess they kind of, I don't know, this score, this score is not, it's not something that I think of when I think of this movie. If we're going to talk about scores for Child's Play, the new one has a, my opinion. So, mm-hmm. um, this one, it just seems really lackluster by comparison. It seems like a typical slasher score. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's certainly not as memorable as like a Halloween score or something like that. No, but like and like slashers deserve their like themes, you know, like horror movie themes are a big thing and Child's Play doesn't really have one. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So 
with that, um, when we move on to the remake from this year, I think this is still out in a lot of theaters. I actually saw this a couple weeks ago, but what? it's still at my definitely level. out. Yeah, um, and it was really good. I liked it a lot. I had a lot um, of fun. I felt like it did a good job of distancing itself from the original while still keeping a lot of what worked. You know, um, it's very much updated for the modern era, too. And I think it does that in a really good way. Like the first one, I feel like part of like sort of the undercurrent to it is like a look at consumerism and uh, just like over rampant commercialization, selling dolls to toy, uh, ah, selling dolls to kids, stuff like that. Um, It might also be. Uh, a sharp uh, <clears throat> invective against furries. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> the scary Chucky too. That's like a giant teddy bear thing. It's like pedo bear on steroids. Oh, oh yes, like... yes, in the new one. In the new one. Well, actually, I, I was talking about the original, but I was saying like uh, the yes. original. The original is, um, like about consumerism. You think to, the original is more about consumerism? I'm in a debate I, already. I, I wouldn't say it's more about consumers. I'd say like that's that's where we're starting from. Is like the original has some like has some mild themes of like over consumerism and stuff like that. The new one I think takes that to a new level and yes, incorporates absolutely. a lot of modern twists on that. Because I um, think the the original didn't really. I mean, I know it has themes, but I don't really think it has any apparent themes that are really like it's just like a straightforward fun slasher, in my opinion. This one is like, it like has a theme. It's like, we are here to say something. And it's like, oh, okay. For better or for worse. It depends on how you feel yeah. about the statement that it has to make. But um, it's definitely, it's all about consumerism. Yeah. And I, I really do like a horror movie that has something to say. I feel like um, horror movies can be a great way of really tackling the issues of the time. And that's why I think that this is such an effective modern version of that because it specifically it updates the issues that are tackled here for the modern era like while it still tackles consumerism it does so in a very modern way and also incorporates like ai uh overworked factory workers and overseas factories and all sorts of stuff like that that's very like interconnected technologies on these big platforms like amazon and google are making um, right. It all makes it a very current type of movie that's yeah. not just, you know, a remake of an 80s movie. It's a movie specifically for this time. I so, think that's right. And I think, um, I mean, we can start there by just recapping, like, the plot of this, right? Like, what's different? Right. Um, Because ta- it all takes place and, like, <clears throat> it's basically modern. Um, It's a little maybe hyper-modern, like... I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, it's basically modern, but some of this stuff is not quite the way we have it now. Um, yeah. It's, it's but, like if we had current technologies, but like... It was like every, cheaper and accessible. Like yeah. everybody could have Like it. everyone has them and they're yeah. in everything pretty much. Yeah. Like everybody has like, I don't know, like lights that you tell to turn on and off in this movie. Like, and that's normal. Um, right. That's not normal now, as we all know. That's like a multi-hundred dollar investment. So if not thousand, I don't know. I've never looked into it. But... It's all set in this world where there's a company called Kazlan, which is basically 
Apple, I guess, um, or, or Amazon. Amazon. It's or like Google, Amazon, really. Yeah. Any sort Amazon, of Google, and Apple are the three that are most largely implicated, I think. And that's mainly because they're the three that have like products that like sort of like sit in your home and can control like the different aspects of your home. All three of them. Um, right. And they're all they have a bunch of like interconnected products. I mean, Apple is the big one for interconnected, but Amazon and Google have really gotten on board too. So. Um, <clears throat> And it's all set in this world where like pretty much everybody has Caslan project products, like just like everybody. And one of the things Caslan puts out is um, Buddy, <laughs> B U D D I, uh, because <laughs> in the age of the internet, everything has to be spelled spelled like quirkily so that you'll remember it. Um, and the Buddy doll is made in a Vietnamese factory um, by some overworked, underpaid people who you know are really ha- giving a rough time. One of them is like an engineer who is like putting together a doll. I don't know. Um, he has a really rough day. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So like right there, we're already tackling the sort of issues that we're facing these today. Um, there's been a lot of critique over uh, companies like Amazon and Apple and their treatment of their workers especially in overseas factories. And uh, we're shown uh, a really brutal example of that at the beginning of this movie. There's an assembly line where they're making these buddy dolls and one of the workers is being like chewed out by his boss and just saying like, finish this doll and then you're fired. I'm I'm sick of you, basically. And the guy is like super pissed off. And so he disables all the protections on this doll that he's assembling like all the uh all the safeguards that are supposed to stop the ai from doing anything that they don't want it to and then he commits suicide right after that oh god it's so sad also a big problem in some of these factories so right off the start we're we're getting into some real issues here and also we're seeing that this is a very different kind of doll in this movie. Whereas in the original, it was basically just like a regular doll, except it could, you know, it could talk to you just kind of like a lot of other dolls in the eighties and nineties can. This one is like actually uh, a doll that can think it has its own AI. That's apparently pretty advanced in this world. Um, I'd say very advanced. Yeah. Very advanced. And it can also connect to, all the other Caslin technologies. That's like the big sell for this doll that it can, it can control your lights. It can control your TV, all your stuff. And you just talk to your little doll and it can do this stuff for you. And when I like originally heard of this concept, uh, like leading up to this movie come out, coming out, I thought it was so silly. I was like, who would like, who needs a doll to like tell their lights to turn on and stuff like that. And then as soon as I like, started watching this movie i was like oh my god it's just like alexa or siri or whatever it's pretty much the same thing it's just yeah but it's creepier when it has a body as somebody with an alexa it's <laughs> yeah it's much creepier when it has a body it is so... a <laughs> uh also like it's weird that they build this thing for kids when like it would seem like adults would get a lot more use out of it <laughs> well but it tells you to take your science book with you that's class. So that's like a selling point in the ads for this for this buddy doll. It's like it'll remind you to take your science books. And it also draws on the TV screen from afar or something. Um <clears throat> it's very strange that I don't I would never ever in a million years ever put this doll in my home ever 
like there's a zero percent chance that this thing would come within a like five yard radius of me ever um i hate it i hate <laughs> this buddy doll it's very frightening and i want it to never exist ever yeah uh, it's i'm super sure creepy. there are now if i wanted to look it up and i don't want that i want them to all <laughs> be gone there is something wrong with its face <laughs> yeah yeah very much so um obviously like the whole voodoo plot from the original is gone there's no real murderer charles lee ray in this one there's just this one doll who that's had all the ai safeguards taken away and so the the first time we run into this doll after seeing him at the factory is uh in this in this movie the mom is played by um aubrey plaza she's working at a department store and this doll gets returned to the store for being defective this uh, is like the most 2019 update possible like in <laughs> 1988 chicago it's like she finds us in a shady alley deal from some homeless man who just found this chucky doll and then this one it's like a white lady is like uh this is not working and so she returns it and wants her money back. Yeah. Like it's like the most like <laughs> 2019 meme update. And they're like a Walmart type store or something yes. like that, as opposed to like a regular, like a department store from the eighties. Right. Um, so yeah, so she gets this doll and she, um, she realizes she can like take this doll and give it to her son as a low priced gift for his birthday because it's also her son's birthday in this movie as it was in the original, and he's getting the doll for his birthday. Uh, one thing that's notable is that the the kid is a bit older in this movie. I think in the original yes. one, he was like five he was or six. six. He's six yeah, in the original. Six. And this one, he's like 12? Yeah, he's got to be. He's like in like, I think he's 13. Right. So in the original one, I think a lot of, the like where the horror comes from is like he's this little kid who can barely really communicate with the adults and he can't let the adults know about what's going on um in this one it's like he's an older kid who's starting to try to like assert some independence for himself and he's trying to keep chucky a secret from the adults because he doesn't right. want him taken away right which, yes, I mean, Chucky is like becomes a meme. Like, um, <laughs> that he's like on YouTube videos and stuff. So he, he wants Chucky because Chucky gets him friends. Yeah. So, like, right away, he figures out that this doll is not behaving normally. Um, that's, it's, <laughs> that's because he takes um, Chucky into his bedroom. And also, the whole scene where Chucky's name is revealed. Because he like tries to give him a name. What does he say? What does he try to name him? He's like, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Han Solo. <laughs> you it are Han Solo. And he's like, Chucky? I like that name. And he's like, No, I said <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. He insists Chucky the doll insists on Chucky. Um, and so um he takes it into his room and he's like, This is my cat, but he's such a dick. And Chucky's like, such a dick. <laughs> he's like, Oh, you're allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah. Doll's not supposed to be able to swear, apparently, but since the safeguards are off, like, I guess anything goes. And um, I, just so we're all clear, if we see the the Vietnamese man turn off the guard, I'm like, why was that like an option? Like, <laughs> he just should not have had, like, if you can program his AI, couldn't he have just, like, not had the capacity to do this? Um, 
but okay. Anyway, I don't know anything about AI, so. <laughs> yeah, I guess part of it is that like this AI goes beyond like just being able to execute simple tasks that they've programmed it to do. It's like the doll can actually think for itself to a certain extent, but they usually constrict it so much that it can't really do a whole lot outside of turning on the TV, whatever. Then when they take the safeguards off, all sorts of crazy shit can happen. Um, and so, but like at first, he's just kind of like bad at being a buddy doll. Like he's, <laughs> he'll be like, oh, here's your science textbook. And he's got like a stapler or something. Like there's that whole scene where he keeps trying to hand him the science textbook and it's just a whole series <laughs> of incorrect <laughs> objects. Well, but because Chucky is all wrong. Yeah. But eventually he starts exhibiting these more violent tendencies. Um, and it's kind of interesting the way it works here. Like in the original, the, all the violence comes from Charles Lee Ray trying to bump off his former associates and then trying to kill Andy so he can take his body. In this one, um, all the violence comes from Chucky genuinely just trying to be the kid's friend. Like, right. So Chucky Chucky starts getting violent initially because he wants to protect Chucky. Um, he's like, if you hurt Chucky, I will hurt you. Or if you hurt Andy, I will hurt you. Right. <clears throat> and it's like, he's like a frighteningly, like, he's very frightening. He's like <laughs> frighteningly protective. He's like, I will murder anyone who upsets you. It's like, <laughs> oh my God. His eyes like become red when he's like protective of Andy. It's like something unreal. Yeah. So the first thing he obviously kills is the cat. Cause right. that's, that's how these things start. <clears throat> yeah. Start with the, the animal and then escalate. Oh God. Um, and we don't have to see the animal die, but later Chucky replays the sounds of the animal dying. Cause Chucky like re can record everything. Yeah. Um, it's like so upsetting. He replays the sounds while Andy's trying to sleep. Um, and it's oh, like, God. why did you think that was going to make him want to be your friend? <laughs> Look what I did for you. Um, it's like really, really upsetting. It's a yeah. very upsetting sequence. And it's, it's kind of disturbing from early on that it's like, he's sort of just like a child that doesn't know any better and, but has like this immense capability for violence. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like bright burn. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like bright burn. And so, and, and that's how it starts. Like with him just genuinely wanting to help Andy. Uh, but eventually as Andy grows to reject him over these violent tendencies, then he just goes full evil and just wants to kill everybody. Right. It's yeah. So he, he, I mean, he wants to kill just like, I mean, it's like a bloodbath. He, and he doesn't like, he can't just like murder people. He can't just be like, Oh, I'm going to like stab you now. He has to like murder people in like these elaborate, like really horrifying schemes. Like <laughs> that's like really Chucky. You're a mess. Um, so different in this movie than the other one is that, um, I guess, I guess it's still, her name is Karen. Um, yeah. uh, Aubrey Plaza. She's like, she's a very different breed of mom than right. Karen and 1988's Chucky. 
Um, whereas like 1988, she was like very much like, I'm going to go to work, but like, I have to be home to pick up my son and I have to do this and I have to do that. And, you know, I, I want to be there for his birthday. This mom is like very clearly she loves her son and she cares about him. She's also like, like, I guess it's just like, she's clearly like tired. Like yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's, she's like, I also want to date. And like, also like you're 13. So like yeah. go do your things and like um she's just, definitely younger too, so she's like still trying to be like a fun young mom, like dating and going out and stuff. And also right. obviously she's working a lot. Um but yeah, she is a little different in this movie. And she's kind of like I think it's like an important because it's almost like an arc that the characters go through. Um not really, I think it it doesn't really really well flesh out the mom's arc in this movie whereas child's play 1988 is more about the mom like just like it follows her more yeah this one definitely follows andy more um it's like he is the the main character here even though aubrey plaza i think it's top billing it, i don't understand gabriel bateman is like the star of this movie um so he like she also like i mean she's kind of oblivious to his feelings right like he's like oh i'm gonna go play with my friends but he just sits in a stairwell and like plays games on his phone and watches youtube videos he really doesn't like her boyfriend and she doesn't pick up on that even though it's like like blindingly obvious to anybody within like a two-foot radius that like yeah. <laughs> he hates this man like <laughs> so it's like i don't know like she's like just like a very completely different mom and that's not like a knock on her as a mom because she very much loves him and you can see that but it's like she definitely has like it's i think it's more real like she just has like a lot going on like she's clearly like underpaid working like a shitty ass job like like is a single mom to a 13 year old in chicago like yeah yeah she's got a lot of struggles basically got a lot of stuff to deal with and uh maybe not being there as much as a mom as she could as a result um and obviously Andy has a lot of other issues from that as well. Like he doesn't have many friends no. and all this leads to him like being sort of isolated and thus like really liking Chucky at first when he shows up and considering him to be a real friend. And yeah. And that's a it, sad thing that like makes this the Chucky situation sadder in this movie than in the last one. Yeah. And cause, and he behaves more like a friend at least at first, you know, cause he does more than just, spout a few um like pre-recorded phrases and stuff they can like actually pretty much have a conversation and he can you know show buddy around his room and stuff like that right it's more it's more like a real interaction right. uh so but as we know he start <laughs> when he starts killing that friendship sort of dissolves pretty quickly i do think uh, um it's interesting how the killing all begins. Um, you know, he kills the cat and we know that. Um, but one thing that's like a big, like inciting and I think important and weird moment in this movie is that Chucky gleans a lot of like his like murder tactics from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, there, um, Andy is watching it with his new friends. Uh, they're named Phelan and Pug and they're friends that he meets, um, while showing them Chucky and they like start making YouTube videos that go viral of Chucky. Um, and so it's like the three of them become like really close friends over mm -hmm. this and they have a movie night to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's of course like really violent. And I, I don't think it's the first one either. I think it's um, the second one. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so that's even like more absurd and violent. Um, and so Chucky like definitely like picks up like 
stuff from that. Like his like tagline is from that, right? Like, <laughs> uh, no, his tagline. What does he say when he's like, "Let's see what's in, what 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 you're what you're dealing with. Let's get you open." Like. <laughs> That he says like multiple times as he kills everyone. Oh, he and gets like, that from the the weird guy in the shed. God, he, that's so upsetting. Um, <laughs> and he's but like it's like it really is like he like he watches the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and then comes out with a knife and he like it, he's like a like standing over like Andy and everyone like he's about to like hurt them. He's like imitating the stabbing motion from the movie. Yeah, and so like it's really weird and like it's. A weird moment in the movie where I was like, are you like making a commentary on like viewing like what like how people like leech from horror movies? Because like you are that horror movie. You do realize that, <laughs> you right? You are like, a horror movie. You can't make that statement because you're not even like a I don't want to say you're not a highbrow horror movie because I think highbrow lowbrow is like a shitty ass distinction to make no. between anything. But like you're not like I don't know. You're not like hereditary where it's like you're going to be like put up in like oscar conversations like <laughs> you're a movie yeah. that's gonna spray audiences with like a bunch of blood gratuitously like so you are texas chainsaw massacre too so yeah. what's what's the difference like <laughs> and I, i'm watching this movie here with children in the audience who are probably yeah. <laughs> being influenced by it later <laughs> so yeah um i don't know about that it, it it is like sort of a reflexive thing on like the violent movies and their influence on kids possibly um so yeah chucky takes that to heart and starts committing violent acts of his own here right but it's uh, also true that the other kids didn't so you know they didn't do yeah. that yeah so. the kids were fine it's just chucky the kids are all right you know something wrong yeah see it's it it the message here is that it's all about what's inside you to begin with not what you're watching on TV. Exactly. So when he starts killing actual people, the first person that Chucky kills is um is the annoying boyfriend. And because and by to this so yeah, he does not this guy does not get along with Andy. And for most of the movie, all we see is like this guy being kind of like a I wouldn't say like he's just like I wouldn't say deadbeat, but he like sits on a couch and watches football and drinks beer a lot. Yeah, and doesn't really do a whole lot else. We don't really see any other reason to dislike him other than Andy dislikes him until like Karen bakes like what looks like really good cookies. They look like really chewy and great. Um, and she's like, "I just baked these," and he's like, uh, "I'm not really hungry," and won't even like try one. And it's like, Jesus Christ, just try a cookie. Like she baked them clearly for you, you asshat. Um, and then he starts getting weird, and then he's really mean to Andy. But like the selling point. <laughs> Is when he leaves Karen's house and he's got a whole family. He's got a wife and kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> got like a, a like, whole other family. And like, she's Karen's the other woman the whole time. Yeah. And she didn't she's even also know. like much younger. Like, they should not. Like, mm -hmm. he's older than her. That's upsetting. Yeah. Um, so, Chucky, uh, like, Chucky follows him. He like gets in the car with him or something. Chucky gets in his truck, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's how Chucky ends up there because I think he's already planning on doing something. Uh, given after having watched the uh, a particularly bad interaction with Andy and the boyfriend. Uh, well, the and, reason the interactions happen in the first place is this interaction is because Chucky scares the boyfriend while he's trying yeah. to take a piss. Like he's literally <laughs> just like standing there peeing, and Chucky. 
like scares the shit out of him and so like he sprays himself essentially is what happens like you see it spray him and i'm like that's really too bad i am so sorry um and so he gets mad thinking that andy put chucky up to it yeah and so he attacks this guy while he's on the ladder taking down christmas lights from his tree Uh, i mean from from the house yeah it's like around the gutter and you sort of think that he's going to do the classic thing where he like gets hung on the Christmas lights or something, but uh, he's not that fortunate. God, I wish <laughs> he, that's all that had happened. No, that would have been he, good for him. Yeah, he compound fractures both of his legs. When God, it's like he lands like straight down and those bones pop out. My entire audience screamed. We were yeah. all just like, ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta have a compound fracture these days to you know sell the tickets, and uh, then he gets like to, so something really weird happens with this lawnmower. He's like all wrapped up in the Christmas lights. No, so and- what's happened is that um the dad the the boyfriend slash father slash whoever he is um he's been wrapping the lights around him as he went across the the house. Right, so that when yeah. he climbed down, he'd just have them hanging over his shoulders. And so when he fell like that, they sort of got tangled. And But the whole line came down from the house and fell onto the ground with him when he fell. Um, we even missed the part where when he landed and compound fractured, we then go inside and see his daughter sitting on the couch by the window where he fell, just with their big Caslin headphones on. And they can't <laughs> hear him like screaming on the window. Um, Classic. Yeah, Great he's thing. like screaming. And so um, he goes over. And anyway, um, the light is like, the the lights are like just like dangled across the yard now. And so Chucky takes like a tiller and like puts it like on the end of the light. So it's like pulling the rope in so that he can't really go away. Right. Anywhere. Yeah. Um, and so he ends up getting killed this way. And well, he doesn't just end up getting killed this way. <laughs> well <laughs> he, he there's like a whole standoff he like tries to stop the tiller from like getting his head and then like he's like chucky stands over him and he's like rah, 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 nobody's mean to andy and so um and so then he likes he like i don't know like harms the 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 boyfriend who gets like he gets basically like the scalp of his head is like cut off yeah by the tiller and it flies out the back and lands on a gnome <laughs> which is a very important moment yeah <laughs> It just like lands smack on that gnome. So yeah, so that this is the first human death in this movie, and then Chucky brings back the boyfriend's face for Andy. <laughs> I told you, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, like oh, my, like does he like fillet the guy's face? He does. He slices the face off and puts it on a watermelon. Oh my god! Yeah, and delivers it to Andy. It's horrible. And then there's this whole thing where like Andy tries to get rid of it and he he wraps it up in wrapping paper to try to sneak it out, but then his mom sees it, is like, What's that? He's like, Oh, I was gonna give a present to the lady down the hall. And then she accompanies him down the hall so that he's forced to give her the watermelon that's wrapped up. And he's like, Don't open it till my birthday. <laughs> And then he has to like come back later and like sneak it out. It's, it's a ridiculous thing. Which <laughs> is that that whole scene was hilarious. The it's watermelon. Really, and everything. It's really good. 
and sort of distracts by how friggin' disturbing it was that there was a face on a watermelon. It's like a really, it's really gross. Yeah. It's really upsetting. So then the other, the other big death that happens later is the, uh, like the handyman around the apartment or whatever. Um, so Andy ends up throwing Buddy away eventually. Uh, it's throwing him down the garbage chute. I it's, think. Yeah, after the face incident. Yeah, and he. They t- either, pull out like, his um. They pull out like what like his like SIM card. I guess it's like his like battery yeah, chip or something. Some sort of bat- battery thing or processor. Something. I think it's more like a, a chip. I think it's like the the like the whatever keeps him alive more than right. like a battery. Yeah, and then um, they throw him in the trash. But then this handyman pulls him out and takes him to his like workshop. It, I guess is in the building somewhere. Yeah, and, it's like in the basement. And he's going to like fix him up so he can sell him on eBay because these things are really valuable. And you can also see in here that this guy has like cameras set up all over the building is like watching people, including in showers. (laughs) Yeah. Including, yeah. In Andy's mom's shower that he's like watching (laughs) her. Uh, So he's obviously not a great guy, but he has the line where he's like, uh, let's open you up and see what we're working with, which is what, um chucky ends up repeating later on (laughs) he uh like fixes him up and everything gets him working again and then chucky kills him using his amazing like castle and connective powers he he basically sets him up into sort of a saw type scenario (laughs) it is it honestly is saw yeah i mean there's literally a buzz saw there's a circus yeah the guy is hanging o- over a buzzsaw, like hanging off this pipe, and Chucky's simultaneously controlling the saw and raising the temperature of the water going through the pipe. So that see, this is higher. okay. I, my biggest question about this is like, why are pipes even Caslan? Why are the pipes Caslan? <laughs> I don't know. Everything, everything if, in this world works with Caslan. If anyone ever tries to convince me to switch my pipes to Apple pipes, <laughs> I, and I say yes, you are free to throw me in front of an M train, like <laughs> just like push me out. But I mean, like your apartment complex could do something like that without you even knowing. Like I think that's the idea is that it's like the apartment complex was in charge of this and more and more complexes are having like smart home abilities built in when you move in. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's not that far out of left field. Yeah. I don't live in like Soho or like the upper (laughs) West side. So that's like not an issue for me. It is. It's something that exists, but is very, very not present in most people's lives. Um, so yeah, that's another kind of gruesome kill. Um, and those are it's like very gruesome. He gets like split down the middle. It's yeah. real gross. Those are like the two big gruesome deaths. And then, um, he also kills that old lady from down the hall. The one who's the mom of the detective. Um, he kills her with like, basically with an Uber. <laughs> like, um, they, I guess, Castlin also runs Uber in this universe because they they have like a fleet of self driving cars, and then uh, yes, yes, in Chicago yeah. of all places, 
Yeah. And so, like, when she calls one, like, he controls it and makes the car just, like, go crazy and crash. Um, yeah. that It's worth noting that this is happening because Chucky has overheard um, this mother, who is the mother of the cop investigating the Chucky murders, saying to Andy, we're best friends now, huh? <laughs> Yeah. So Chucky gets a Chucky gets real jealous real fast. It's so it's like, like oh. okay, gotta take that one out. And so um this is a it's like a pretty it's like a pretty good like kind of a riff on like the cop in the car scene from the previous movie from the original. Like it's like a reimagined take on that. Right, yeah. He's controlling the car. So yeah. like how he's pushing down the accelerator in the original. Right. And like um it's still fun. Um, the mom gets to be like, <laughs> but she the car spins around and she sees Chucky and Chucky says whatever he says to like, oh, he's like, nobody gets to be friends with Andy but me. She's like, <laughs> Hobbit looking ass. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? He doesn't even look like a Hobbit. Um, <laughs> it's very good though. Um, that's very very funny. Unfortunately, she does not make it out of that situation alive. No. And that's sad because I really liked her character. She was very fun and very funny to watch. And her son isn't given enough to do in this movie. Yeah, so. that's true. He's like, you know, they've got they had to put another cop friend in this one, but he doesn't really do much until like the end. Right. It's also it's I mean it's Brian Tyree Henry who was in uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. So oh, yeah. I mean, like he's like he's a very good actor and we know this. He was also in Widows, but no, I don't so <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah. Um so but I saw Beale Street and he's a very good actor. He like really yeah. could have like done better work in this. Um and they just didn't really give him much to do, which is a shame. Um so I mean his like he didn't even really get to react to his mom dying. Like <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was like, like showed him investigating the scene and he looked like really sad about it but like that was about it and then it was over i mean well but that but then by that point like they immediately find like the watermelon face thing happening in the dumpster and so he goes and he arrests andy yeah Um, no he okay so the way it all goes down (laughs) because it's not just that he goes to arrest andy andy is like confronting his friend omar who has chucky but doesn't realize it's Chucky. They, he thinks it's like another buddy doll because they all look right. the same and he's going by a different name. What does he call himself? What is, what does Omar call Chucky when he gets him? Oh God. I it's, remember. Something... it's something stupid like that a teen boy would decide. Um, yeah. Oh man, I can't remember, but it's like good. It's like really funny. It's like really stupid. And so um, it's like, like it's like douche something. Um, yeah. I think it's so like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the word douche is involved. And so he like, He's like, that's not your, that's, that's Chucky. That's not whatever buddy you think it is. And like Chucky, like, of course, like reveals that this is true by like controlling the TVs in the department store. So Omar and Andy get into a fight so that Andy can take Omar's phone and blah, 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 blah. And so they're all fighting. And that's how like everything goes down because Andy doesn't have any friends anymore at this point because everyone thinks he's crazy and thinks that maybe he killed all those people. Um, so we have to deal with all of that. And so then they find like the dead body of the mom. And then it's also the opening night of Ch- of buddy two dolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is like, like a blonde rich boy buddy and also a fuzzy bear buddy. I got to say the, the fuzzy bear is scary. 
It's just stuff and nightmares. It's really bad. It's like Five Nights at Freddy's meets like Pedo Bear meets everything you <laughs> like. It's just like the worst thing that I could possibly imagine being released to the shelves. And like kids are supposedly going nuts for it. And the sad thing is that they would because they would be like, that's a meme in the making. So I am getting <laughs> yeah. that. We'd Absolutely. all be like, fuck yeah, that's going to be all over the internet. So they would get it. And I'd be like, please, no, I can't bring that into my on the shelf. Like we don't do that in this house because no. your father is terrified. So, <laughs> so, <yeah>. um, <laughs> so it's this big launch night for the buddy too. Um, and they've got like people, you know, queued up outside the fake Walmart here, like, ready to trample all over each other, obviously to get this new doll. Uh, they've got it's like a frightening scene. It's yeah. like, I mean, I know that black Christmas is bad, but this is like, people are like chanting buddy. You see like a 55 year old woman going buddy, buddy, buddy. And I'm like, I want to kill myself. Yeah. So and <laughs> like the, the store worker has to dress up as like a giant buddy mascot. He's like clearly hating his life as he goes into it. Uh, and then Chucky, so Chucky kills him somehow, doesn't he? He, so the store manager who we know cheats on his wife with like one of his uh, employees, he like, he, yes. So, but the store manager is wearing like the buddy outfit and he puts on the big inflated head. that's like, like bigger than like my body. And, (laughs) and he's like. Okay, I'm going to go out there and be buddy now. And Chucky, like, stabs him through the, the head. Like, it's, like, oh, in the yeah. back of the neck and, like, just stabs him. And so what happens is, like, they're, like, and meet your new friend, buddy. Yeah. So that whole scene ensuing after that is just, like, chaos also. Um, like, buddy just starts controlling everything, basically, in the toy store. And, um, like, he can control the other buddy dolls. He can control, um, like, these drones that they have there and use right. them to attack people. Uh, just basically, because, like, everything's a Castlin product, basically. So he can connect to all these different things. And he's right. just using them to attack this giant crowd of people. He turns off, like, all the lights and everything. And he starts like locking the doors to the building because of course like the building runs on Castlin products because of course the whole toy store runs on Castlin products it's like full tilt chaos it's like watching like um what was that movie uh the the something the the what was the work movie the something project where like the entire building was controlled by a company so they could like shut down like rooms and like light it on fire uh the belk whatever <laughs> the something experiment um so but it's like it's like full tilt chaos. And meanwhile, Andy is strapped to a shopping cart because the the son of the woman who just died thinks that he murdered her. So Andy can't really do anything. And yeah. the mom is trying to get to Andy, but there's flying around like just like stabbing people in the neck. Um, <laughs> humorously, the guy who just got stabbed in the neck by Chucky stands up like in the middle of the chaos and is immediately like propelled to death in the throat by a helicopter it's like (laughs) extremely funny it was like one of the the funnier moments of the movie he just like gets up and he's like okay i'm and it it was like oh you just got like gutted 
um because these helicopters are literally just like flying around with little knives on them like just like like ripping people's throats out it's like very frightening and people are trying to get out of the building as the doors close slowly and so here's like one of the things that like frustrates me the most about this movie is that like as this is happening um chucky's trying to get away and he or chucky andy's trying to get away and he's pulling a whole shopping cart with him because he's strapped to it so he's spending yeah. off all of these like buddy dolls and it's worth noting that most of the buddy dolls doing the fighting other than chucky himself are the bear ones it's just like a lot of the bears and they <laughs> growl too they, many of them they're really they bad they're it's like really upsetting i don't I know hated that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why anybody would ever put this out onto a market nobody wants this um so I'm very upset. I'm upset about the bear buddy dolls, whatever that are happening. I am really horrified at the concept of child's play two in the new universe, which heavily features the bears. And <laughs> so it's just like the bears, but that just sounds like it's a gay porn. So like, <laughs> like we can't do that. Oh God. It's yeah. really upsetting. So one thing that's like happening is that, Andy is like getting away from all of these and then like he gets rescued by his friends which includes Omar who was his not friend who was fighting with him and so but then like we have to watch this moment where they all turn and they look like really they're gonna go like fight and it's like all right we all saw Stranger Things once like we get it we know it's four young people they're gonna fight evil it's not that cool like <laughs> Yeah, like Stranger Things did it. It did it. We're done. We've played out this trope. Can we move on? It was like they wanted to do it and then couldn't do it. Like <laughs> they like immediately were like, never mind. <laughs> we back <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Andy ends up getting free and like getting to the back of the warehouse like section of the store, and uh, so his mom and the detective are like looking for him. Well, we, at this point, we think, okay, no, the detective has been razor bladed by a helicopter, remember? Like, so the cop is like razor bladed by the helicopter and falls and my entire theater groaned in agony. And I was like, I know, it's so sad. Um, and Andy gets back into the warehouse section because what happens is he still has the phone, I guess, where he can monitor it or, so, no, or something. He's like seeing his mom tied up and he sees like the... <laughs> The slowly revolving fan in front of a blue hazy light, which is like doesn't yeah. exist in the real world anymore, <laughs> but exists on like 90s TV shows. So I guess it makes sense in child's play. Um, so it's like, y'all go. We have to leave the department store. And then Andy lets him go through the door and then he runs back and goes to find his mom. Yeah. And so um, it's it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, like he manages to free his mom from Chucky as he's being attacked. Well, and... no, it's not that simple. Okay. Well, explain it. <laughs> it's not that simple, Teddy. He goes back <laughs> there and Chucky is like yelling loudly at him and everybody's like, and like, he's like, no. And Chucky's like, see, everybody else left you, Andy. It's just me. I'm the only one who stayed. Everybody else left the building. And it's like your mom is right here. And so um you would and be right here right now if you hadn't tied her up and hung her from right. the freaking She's sitting there like like gagged and like can't do anything. And so um then it like pans out and you realize if you didn't already he's hearing aid because Andy is hearing impaired. And so he's talking directly to Andy, so like she can't hear what she's what Chucky's telling Andy. 
So she doesn't know what to do. She's just like, don't listen to him because Andy's like flailing around and screaming. like, <laughs> And it's like this really bizarre scene. And so he eventually kind of like figures it out. But what he does is he tries to go like get off, but Chuck that his mom's attached to to hang her. And so Chucky has to like take a chainsaw to go cut down the rope. It's like a very dramatic moment. He like has a chainsaw on top of a ledge and he's like going to cut his mom down. But then Chuck rope to like give it extra weight until he finally takes chucky's like buddy toy knife and cuts it like <laughs> it's like extremely dramatic how's that and, toy knife cut so well well it happened in the first movie too i'm pretty sure so yeah. <laughs> um but that's when like they fall and then andy does a number on chucky but then you think it's over but chucky's not done and so then it's you think Karen's out of the picture, but then she like attacks Chucky with like a blade or something. And she's like, not my son or whatever. And I don't know what exactly she said. That's my daughter. You bitch. I know. <laughs> I realized I sounded like I was talking about like Molly Weasley. And so they like, they, they both think it's over. And then Chucky leaps for them and is about to kill them. And the cop shoots Chucky. So, yeah. and that's how it ends. Like he's Chucky still uh... gets shot. Yeah. Oh, and then the kids go like smash his body to pieces in the alley afterwards. Once they all yeah, get Andy out. gets the first shot. It's like real office space style. It is. It's the Belko experiment. That's what I was <laughs> saying. It was like it's like the Belko oh, experiment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm still need to see that. Um. So yeah, and then like the Caslin issues this big like apology. They're like. What would like not real apology? They're like, well, there's nothing really wrong with our dolls, but we are recalling them just to be certain that a- they say. Uh. Well, what they what don't they say? We see no problem. We see no fault on our end. We've determined we did nothing wrong, but <laughs> yeah. we're recalling all. I can't remember. Is it Buddy one or two? It's only one buddy version two. of Buddy. All the Buddy yeah. twos, I which think. doesn't even make sense because the problem Buddy was. Yeah. Of course, they don't know. They probably think it was at this Buddy 2 release event. They think it was like the Bears, which is probably what the public thinks, too. It was just like the Bears. <laughs> just um, a bit. Well, I would be I would be recalling them anyway, just because. Yeah, so. they shouldn't be put out there. Those bears should not be released to the public. There's something wrong with those bears, and people are going to have fetishes with those bears. I guarantee They're you. an abomination. They're an abomination. Um, Just like Chucky and Child's Play 1. So, I don't know. I hate those bears. That's all I got to say. If they make a sequel, I know it's going to have the bears in it. And I don't want it. I don't want the bears. We don't want the bears. Just all right. That's our one request to the makers of. Uh, Honestly, please, I'd please rather the they do like Buddy in those scary elf costumes that they like previewed in this movie where it was like, <laughs> look, they've already, like that moment where they're like, oh, Buddy 2 hasn't even come out and they've already got accessories for it. And it's like, first of all, that's upsetting. But <laughs> like, second of all, why is it an elf costume? I really don't uh, want to see him in an elf costume. That'd be scary. Would that uh, be scarier than the bears? No, definitely like not. A, but <laughs> he walks just like the coming. Bear, at the bears are like top level. There's there's no there's no going up from there. It just sounds like we're talking about Chicago. Duh, bears. <laughs> Duh, <laughs> like, bear. Duh, bears. Yeah. So. Oh my All god, Chicago! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Full circle. It, that's Full why. Circle. That's why it's the Bears. All right. That's not. I mean, this these dolls are not only released in Chicago, but no. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean, 
overall this it was interesting what they did with this and i think they managed to hit a lot of key points on modern technology and the consumer landscape these days yeah yeah and also it was just a lot of fun like i thought they did a good mix of comedy and horror obviously the original was more of a straight horror this one had definitely a lot more comedy to it which i've noticed in a bunch of like the all these remakes and reboots that we've been seeing from horror recently that they're sort of playing into the comedic campy side for it but i thought it worked pretty well for this one yeah i think so i thought it was really good i i mean i think the the humor makes sense for something like this too i mean there are some things that don't need to be humorous but like at a certain point it's like it's a killer doll it yeah can only really take it so seriously it's a little funny definitely um and mark hamill was the voice of chucky which was a pleasant surprise he's yeah, always really good. done great voice acting he's very creepy in this one he's great it's a like great voice acting i mean it's not brad dorif but he's really really good it's a totally different chucky though yeah i mean that's that's fitting this isn't charles lee ray um this one is meant to be more like robotic and like right weird very weird but yeah um yeah that's that's child's play 2019 should still be out in theaters where Absolutely. you can find it. Uh, I'd say go should see, see it. it. You should see yeah. it. It's a lot of fun. It's fun. Yeah. And obviously you don't need to have seen the original to understand this, especially as it's kind of disconnected. But we also do recommend going out and checking checking out the original ones. They're really good. For uh, sure. Yeah. Most of them. I haven't Most seen of all of them, so I can't speak for like Seed of Chucky and stuff like that, which I've heard is Seed of Chucky? not very good. Uh, no. In fact, I think I've only seen uh, Child's Play 1 and this new remake. I might have seen Child's Play 2, but it's been a while, so I don't really remember. You haven't even seen like Curse and Cult of Chucky? No. See, so, yeah. Like the new Ch- ones with like where Alex Vincent comes back and Fiona Dorif stars. Yeah, no, this this franchise is one I haven't really seen the bulk of. Wow. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely interested in checking them out now. I saw like the last Chucky mo- two Chucky movies that went to theaters in theaters, and then I saw this one too, it was in theaters. Um so I meant the last two before this one. Right. Um so yeah, I was a big Chucky fan at one point. Chucky I think Child's Play and Leprechaun were like the first two horror movies like when I was young that I watched that like <laughs> Like, they didn't really, like, at the time, they didn't instill, like, they didn't leave much of an impact on me as, like, a horror fan. Because um, I didn't really become a horror fan until I saw The Ring, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, Child's Play and Leprechaun were, like, the two I would watch as a kid and, like, regularly watch and knew of. But I thought they were mostly funny. Um, Leprechaun, for sure. I think mostly growing up, I did not watch the first Child's Play because that would have scared me. I watched, yeah. like, Bride of Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's a little on the goofy side. As yeah, far as the child's play goes. Yeah. All right. So uh, anything else before we close out? I don't right. think so. Uh, oh, we did have a little bit of news, actually. Uh, we had some saw news. Oh, yes. Recently. We, we have our saw corner. News. Yeah. Um, Welcome to saw corner. We'll never stop talking about saw. You can't. We've got to come up with a better name. We will. <laughs> we will. There'll be a better yeah. name. 
I guess no it's way. just Buzzsaw Movies. Welcome back to Buzzsaw Movies. <laughs> Buzzsaw Movies has opened up for business. Here we go. Uh, so we've got some big news this week. It was actually huge news. And I like basically couldn't work for like two hours at the office this week. I was just like having a meltdown. Um, so we found out a lot about the upcoming Saw movie uh, happening. So still working title Saw 9. We don't know anything else about that. What we do know is it Samuel L. Jackson is in it now. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes. Which is huge. I mean, that's a huge deal. I can't believe he's going to be in this movie. Like, and he's not only that, he's going to be playing Chris Rock's dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we also found out Chris Rock's going to be in it. We already knew Chris Rock is starring. It. Chris Rock yeah, is like, he's starring. Yeah. He's our main cop in the movie. He's going to be like, I hope he's a better cop than what we usually see in this movie. Um, <laughs> I hope he's not just Jigsaw. Um, so, but you know, you never know. Maybe it's time for another Jigsaw and it's going to be a cop. Um, what we still don't know is if Tobin Bell is going to be involved at all. We don't know that yet. Right. Um, that's a bummer. Um, the moment that happens, like that's going to be like, I'm leaving work sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I've like gotten myself fully amped for this Saw 9 in ways I didn't for like Jigsaw. Like Jigsaw, I was always like, oh, that's cool. But this one, I'm like, I'm amped. I'm ready. I'm like, yeah. this is going to be good. And like, they also said this is going to be canonized. This is going to be part of canon. This is going to be real Saul. So like, this is a huge deal. Like, what they're really confident in this movie, which means I'm excited. We've got Darren Lynn Boozman back. Max Mangella is involved for some reason. Um, who, as a former huge social network fan, I'm just a huge fan of him. Um, so, because he was in that. I don't know if you remember. Um, he didn't have a major role, but that's okay. He worked with like the Winklevoss twins. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he's involved. Um, we have one of the moms in Riverdale now involved. Um, okay. It's like looking good. Uh, October 2020. Uh, the date is officially October 23rd, 2020. So mark your calendars. Take off work. I will be. Um, yes. So, Get yourself uh, all prepared. Watch all the old movies again. Listen bloody back. disgusting reported that it is literally like in production and filming like right now like it's yeah. happening saw which, is currently underway which is also crazy that it's filming like now because usually these saw movies are churned out so rapidly that they don't have this much time to actually do the movie like right like they're actually like giving it time to breathe which is a really good sign i think but so. it's also crazy that they've like started filming so quickly like i feel like we just heard about this happening a few months ago and yeah but already, you like, know that ad- we you know that they'd that part had happened long before we heard about it like yeah. bringing chris rock on board like oh definitely um that was like a long-standing thing and then like let's go public with it once it had like probably like he'd signed a contract and that's when they went public but like it'd been like two months before they'd ever decided yeah um, but they're getting stuff together they're really clicking along and it's really exciting um it's very promising i wonder i I'm really intrigued at the kind of traps Chris Rock comes up with. It's also like we're in an era right now where horror is definitely like undergoing some like major like like revitalization. I don't want to say that because I think horror has always been good, but it's definitely like there's like a horror facelift happening. And right. I just hope that Chris Rock is bringing some social commentary to Saw again. We need some because Jigsaw oh, was definitely. lacking that. Um, and I mean, Saw the final chapter was lacking, lacking that. It tried, but it failed. Um, yeah mainly because it was two movies in one so but you can go listen to our episode on saw the final chapter yourself to find out more about that um we've still got the healthcare saw as the high bar for social issues so we'll see if we can get something approaching that in this next i think i think chris rock could do it 
yeah um, this is like really promising so i'm not i'm gonna try to like temper my expectations because like i tend to get too hyped about things but like i'm pretty hyped about saw nine it's like the most hyped i've been about a, a horror movie in a while so yeah I'm until excited. we get like news on the new final destination this is like it for me like this is like <laughs> um so yeah that's okay saw, that's buzzsaw movies yeah for your that's for this week that is our buzzsaw movies so um yeah with that we'll leave you for this week um stay tuned we're gonna be talking about midsummer next time we come back uh should be pretty crazy and as always you can follow us on twitter at buzzed on movies or send us an email at buzzed on movies at gmail.com just let us know what you think of the show let us know if there's anything you wish we'd cover and uh yeah just if you like what we're putting down tell us we'll keep making more of it and um With that, till next time, we'll see you at the movies. See you at the movies.